A very warm welcome to the Kudos community today. Kudos is a global leading provider of monetization applications for global users. It's creating a cleaner, more equitable world by making use of billions of dollars of underutilized hardware from around the world and then redistributing it for the betterment of communities and organizations. I'd like to say a huge thank you to our sponsors, AMD, a multinational semiconductor Goliath, developing GPU and CPU processors across the globe for gamers, designers, service providers, pretty much every walk of life. And to Algorand, currently building the technology that will accelerate the convergence between centralized and traditional finance by enabling the creation of next-gen financial products. To support the Kudos Cast podcast, like and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Telegram, and we would love to hear your comments or questions, so leave them in the comments. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our latest Kudos Cast. This is episode five of season two, and as voted by our Telegram and Twitter community, the Kudos Cast will be a weekly podcast covering a broad range of topics. We never under-deliver, so today on uh, the Kudos cast, I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by both Nicholas Skillo and David Hansen, the co-founders and CEOs of entertainment platform Ultra. So welcome to the Kudos cast, both of you. How are you both today? Thank you, Pete. Doing great, thank you. <laughs> Very Excellent. busy. Thanks for inviting us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David, I I, uh, I empathize with you on that part. <laughs> yeah, 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 we all share the same feeling, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But but some cool stuff is being made, right? And that's that's the that's the important thing here. So we got to yeah. keep busy because now now the fans have got their their tongues wagging and you know got a slight insight into what is possible. They're going to be demanding more, and that's always going to grow. But uh, yeah, sure. it's our jobs to deliver on that. But anyway, yeah, thank you very uh, both very much for for joining the Kudos Cast today. Um, you know, just a little bit of background before I ask for your introductions is um, you know, Kudo um, has been working with uh, Ultra or, or have known Ultra and uh, been in a partnership with Ultra for a good couple of years now. And um, you know, we've we've met each other around the world in various different places, South Korea as well. David, I don't think I've actually had a chance to meet you in person yet, but that time will come. And uh, and uh, you know, we've both come out of that kind of AMD ecosystem was how we originally met as well. So um, good friends and and good partners as well. And uh, yeah, let's let's make this a nice free flowing conversation for everyone that's uh, at home and listening. Cool. Uh, so on that note, David, maybe I can start with yourself, if you can just give us a kind of brief introduction. Okay, so I'm typically in charge of everything related to the product vision and kind of like the direction of the company. And um, uh, so I'm interfacing with the product team and uh, with the developer team mostly. And uh, then, of course, I have a lot of conversation with our partners. I understand their needs. And, um, and yeah, so that's kind of like, uh, what I, what I, what I do on a day by day basis. Brilliant. Thank you. And, and yourself, Nick? Uh, basically I'm doing, so everything related to, uh, business partnerships, finance, legal operations, the whole package, <laughs> the fun stuff. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I've been working with David now for the past 15, 20 years now. Um, so we had already like four companies. Together. Wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, we, we've been in the game industry for quite some time. So we initially knew each other playing Counter Strike, uh, doing tournaments around the world, and then uh, yeah, when you know it was not not as big as today, uh, but basically um, 
Yeah, we've been together for quite some time, working together. We created uh, mobile game studios in China, PC game studios as well, that got acquired. Um, monetization strategy company as well. So how do you make money around the game? So increasing, you know, better game design, better conversions and all that. Uh, and then we as well had a, a big project within the, uh, our common partner, uh, which was like a game console for the Chinese market. So it was pretty fun, hardware and software uh, in the whole in the in the company. So lots of work, but very fun. Uh, and we've been also in the crypto space, blockchain for like more than ten years. So we were mining back in the days. You know, yeah. when, when you were mining one Bitcoin a day with a good graphic card, and that was it. <laughs> Not the case anymore today, but yeah. So you you are true OGs to this space as the as, as the uh, as the DJ yeah absolutely <laughs> and, and and well actually I mean we'll come on to this a little bit later but you said about monetization of games and you know that uh, play to earn must be quite a hot topic for you uh, right now within the in the ranks so we'll, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll definitely you know dig into that um, but just just to say I mean there's a rich history of you working together of being successful together as well so you're clearly you know kind of good friends but also very good professional colleagues and uh, and how you set up sounds very complimentary with David like looking at more of the kind of visionary stuff and, and the tech and yourself looking at kind of the business development and uh, and operations so who would like to introduce ultra and tell us what ultra is I can take this on um so ultra it's been started roughly four years ago so we have about 70 people working full time on the platform, 75 soon. Uh, we, you know, we've, we managed to find some amazing talents. Um, our CTO used to be the CTO of Dell, Time Warner, Hearst, CSO is also amazing. Ed uh, used to be head of Apple Games, Google Games Unit. Uh, and we have a lot of great people as part of the company. Uh, and so we created uh, this platform over the course of the years, which includes many different components. Uh, so. You can think of Ultra as a fully-fledged ecosystem uh, for the entertainment industry, more specifically games initially. Uh, whether you're a gamer and you join it, you get access to all the different services that you would ever need, whether it's live stream, purchasing your, your games, uh, trading NFTs, um, competing in tournaments, all that is part of the same experience with a blockchain foundation that we developed as well. Uh, so basically, we developed a full uh, game distribution platform, which is called Ultra Games. Uh, so competing with Steam, uh, it's really a self-publishing platform. So unlike you would see Epic uh, or others, uh, it's really much more like Steam. Uh, so more games and um, yeah, the game developers manage it themselves. We have lots of advantages, uh, like we bring value to influencers who can promote the content, get rewarded for it, uh, these kind of things. We have also our NFT marketplace, which is coming up in a few months from now, uh, which is uh, based on our own NFT standard and blockchain foundation, which allows free transactions uh, close to instant as well. Um, and right now we have about 12,000 TPS that we benchmarked, and that's just on a single thread. So yeah, it's going to increase over time, uh, as you know, with our common partner, AMD. And aside of this, we have basically new applications that are added all the time, uh, like Theta TV, which is the live streaming platform. It's already part of Ultra. Uh, and we will be adding tournament platforms and different other partners. We already have our own wallet as well as part of the ecosystem. Uh, but the idea is to make it extremely simple 
for any gamers to join the platform Ultra. So they don't need to understand blockchain, but still they can take all the advantage of it. And in terms of the, the people on board, we already have like about 150 game developers and publishers signed up uh, to be on the platform and just keep creating on a weekly basis as well. Very, very cool. And and as um, I mean, you, you you touched on kind of uh, Steam there within. The, I'm sure most of the people that are listening to this will um, know that reference and know what Steam is. So it's a you know, it's an online gaming platform essentially for for, for streaming and playing uh, games as well. They they recently came out with an announcement to say that they put a blocker on kind of blockchain games. So not necessarily okay. blockchain technology, but they were you know being specific to blockchain games. But 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 you guys have fully embraced it. So you've gone the, the completely other way. Um, so would you would you therefore class yourselves as the kind of disruptor um, to that, that current status quo? So I, I don't think we're disruptor because we accept NFTs. I think we, we're disruptor for many other reasons. Um, this said, we, we, we are the net, we like earn the natural natural position of be the becoming the distributor of blockchain games because our block you know our infrastructure starts with a blockchain foundation so there's definitely more kind of interactions possible with games and our infrastructure compared to any other infrastructure that's number one number two is we we always said we would publish blockchain games and we would distribute blockchain games and so we also always expected Steam to ban them. Um, it's actually funny because we we've been saying that like for for a long time, but lately we've had a series of meetings where our, I I told you know people Steam is going to ban these games. I said you know we and basically and I was explaining basically Ultra is the solution to the upcoming problem. And literally the week later I just linked the article like there you go it's done. <laughs> so well, well, you, you did introduce yourself as the visionary so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that's yeah I mean but that's part of the by part of the job right like you need to predict trends what is what do what what is the market going towards to what is the competition going to do uh, the, and and this defines you know the direction of your product because if you're if you're just looking at yourself you're you know you're going to make a lot of bad decisions 100%. and yeah, yeah. agreed agreed yeah. so what what do you what do you think um, obviously we don't want to talk about steam all day but what what do you think is the reason behind them blocking it is that because they they're yet to work out how they can I don't know, receive some of that in-game revenue if it's over on-chain rather than... Well, you know, you're speaking of a company that does $5 billion a year for the past 15 years, and you're telling them, guys, let us change your business model, but help us change your business model. You know, they're like, <laughs> no, thanks. You know, just yeah. go change the business model by yourself. Um, so this is, for me, the reason. And, you know, by doing so, they look very bad. And, you know, it's not the first time that they take very strong stance, you know, protecting their business, which is, you know, understanding it's their understandable, it's their business. But this is actually for us a great news, like for like we had lots of game developers reaching out and just asking, hey, you know, we need a solution and we're, we're working with, with all of them to to provide uh, to you know this distribution layer and so 
So really, I think that's the main reason. Um, then there's maybe also some hassle related to the regulatory compliance, but a company like Steam completely has the means to deal with this if mm-hmm. they wanted to. So I, I think the main reason is, you know, they would be helping people destroy their business model. That's mm-hmm. that's. What and I would say at the same time, they, they would be com- making games so their, their users compete uh, playing one game or the other. On the one hand, if they purchase the game and play it, Steam would earn revenue. But on the other hand, they would distribute games which are usually free to play, uh, which would generate nothing for them because they are not part of this, the technology used, which is oftentimes around Ethereum, don't have this kind of revenue split automatically done uh, to, to, the, to the platform. And on top of that, they would pay for the bandwidth. So they would download the game from them, they would lose money, and they would earn nothing out of it versus the user would spend money on games that they would earn money from. So not the best uh, not the best plan for them to have blockchain games at this stage at least yeah absolutely i mean i mean the blockchain games are surging right and they they they're only going to become more more and more popular especially with people able to to learn from them so yeah it, it's 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 kind of the microsoft model right i guess that's because they are so big and they've been doing so much revenue and they've been leaders in in in, in that space for so long that it's a case of sitting back and maybe potentially waiting for things to to for mature sure. more you know, they Microsoft didn't release yeah. their cloud until what 2014, I think it was, which is nearly six or seven years after AWS was already seeing that kind of upward tick. Yeah, hopefully Microsoft is now much more open, so that's good news. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Good stuff. Okay, um, I mean, just just from a vision point of view, um, David, I kind of refer back to you on this because um, your introduction, you you mentioned at the beginning that Ultra right now is predominantly games, but actually it's a full entertainment platform. So what, what kind of other areas is that covering? Are we talking about kind of music, concerts? Uh, what, what's, what's the kind of, I'm going to say it's a bit cheesy now, but what's the ultra vision <laughs> for this? <laughs> yeah, so I think we look ourselves as an entertainment platform. And at the center, there's, yes, a game distribution platform, but the platform is designed to be extended and the particularity is that it's designed to be extended not just by ultra but by third parties as well that means that um unlike a steam or epic or you know the other platforms out there the platform isn't limited by what we're doing but you know can do stuff that we haven't ever ever thought of that other companies and services are publishing and basically leveraging our user base for doing xyz whatever it is um and so this is quite unique and so to be specific to to answer specifically to your question um, about like concerts and so on i'm absolutely certain we're going to see them uh, on ultra it's not made by ultra made by professionals in the music industry and they will be targeting our audience because gamers are, you know, typically valuable users, they spend money, they, they are the correct uh, target for, you know, concerts and so on. They're very well connected. They're very forward thinking, um, which means they can adopt new technology much faster than any other audience. So typically when new technology starts, it starts from the game uh, industry and then it, it, it like, uh, you know, hits the other like uh, layers of society and so so 
for sure we're going to see it and you know we'd be happy to to help anyone uh, currently working on that to to integrate their service in ultra Okay, so that's, I mean, that's fascinating. So, I mean, I had Robbie Young, who's the CEO of Animoca Brands on in season one. If one go to Spotify, I can't remember the name of the episode or the, num- or the number of the episode, episode, should I say. But in season one, and, and uh, he was talking about the sandbox, right? So it's a kind of open metaverse and it's uh, all about user content generation, so UCG. So, you, so you've essentially applied that same model into Ultra, right? So it's a big open platform where anyone is able to kind of contribute to the ecosystem and build it out. Yes. You can think a bit about it like, you know, the, the iPhone or iOS. Mm-hmm. So we provide really the framework, the foundation, the technology, the SDK, um, the whole package. Plus we have our own applications, like you would see, you know, the phone, the map, different things from our company. And then people can build and add their own uh, application and select what they want to be part of uh, of their experience. Uh, that's really how Ultra works. That it expands because people can just leverage what we what we built. Uh, and every time a new application joins the ecosystem, uh, it brings more value to all other apps because they can also leverage this new app and create some interaction with those apps. Uh, so that's the more apps you will see, the more expansion, exponentially uh, the the, um, the ecosystem will be attractive to people. And it's very similar to what we're doing at Kudos, right? We're doing it for a computing platform um, rather than a kind of entertainment platform, but it's just, it's the same same model there. So, uh, am I right in saying that you've you've built this, you've developed this your your own chain? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's to be able to support all of this, so developers can come in and build the tools, which is then available for the ecosystem, and others can build the DApps as well that can be consumed. So, and to be more precise, it's a fork of EOS IO. Mm-hmm. So we're the most heavily forked uh, blockchain in the EOS IO ecosystem. And the main um, work we've done on it is related to um, the, uh, the resource uh, management. So on EOS, you have, you know, complicated concept of RAM, bandwidth, CPU, and the staking involved. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, it's very complicated for the layman. And what we want to do obviously is to address the mass market, right? So Mr. and Mrs. Everybody, and they don't know what blockchain is and they don't even want to know what blockchain is. So we we worked a lot on how to make blockchain as easy as possible while we provide, you know, performance, free transactions and all of that. And so that's how we, we we basically discovered that no blockchain out there was capable of providing the level of seamlessness that we wanted uh, without cheating. That's a very important uh, aspect because there are services out there that do blockchain, but they cheat. They keep the user's keys or X, Y, Z. There's a lot of cheat possible. Uh, we wanted to not cheat to enable the app ecosystem that we envisioned and uh, to do things properly and to have secure high security. And so that's why we we eventually we decided, okay, we there's nothing out there that fits our needs. We need to make our own and and, and we choose USIU, which I still believe is the best blockchain framework in the world. Um, so far it is still uh, in my opinion the best. Okay, cool. So um, let's let's move on then. So we we touched on kind of play to earn games. Uh, if I look, if I was to go on to Ultra now, have a look at the uh, kind of all the selection of games in there. 
I mean, how feet first have you have you of your ecosystem actually? Because they're the ones contributing to so how feet first of your ecosystem kind of brought those blockchain play to earn games uh, onto Ultra. I would say right now, if you would get into the platform, you would need to be part of the closed beta. Uh, the Ultra games is in closed beta, uh, but we already have um, many games that are getting added all the time. Uh, the blockchain games. The one, the high quality games, I would say, uh, in terms of graphic quality, sound, you know, animations, uh, which is like more inherent to PC, they are still in development. I think most of them. Uh, so you will really start to see them very soon. Uh, we are also working uh, with some partnering studios uh, on AAA games, which are like FPS games or management games or simulation, which are taking heavily advantage of our own blockchain and NFT solution. But we also are reached out by a lot of different uh, studios which are building blockchain games who want to be part of the ecosystem. Uh, so, so far we are pretty open. Uh, we accept, I think, most of the of the pushing games that we believe are of a good quality. Uh, so they still, we are curating uh, part of the content so not every game will be on Ultra. But basically we really have a deep conversation with the with the publishers and developers on how they can leverage uh, the ecosystem, but also the technology. Because um, our two aspects, basically, we have some games which are built on other chains, um, which will be distributed on Ultra, uh, because we are the de facto solution right now, since there's nothing else for the PC industry. Uh, and basically, the, the idea is also for them to see what Ultra can do. Um, because yeah, in terms of solution, it's the, the solution is developed for the games industry first, which means we already thought about all the, the, the needs. Uh, as we, we used to be game developers, so we know what a game developer needs to make a, a good game, uh, what tools. And so we build these infrastructures to enable play to run as well. Um, we, use, we used to, as, you, as we mentioned earlier, uh, run monetization strategy companies. So we went, we went around to most of the large companies, uh, publisher, game publishers today in the past, and basically they had, uh, we advised them on how to make their game better, to change basically some, some aspect that would trigger some emotion on the players because he spends and this and that, so the whole free-to-play model very deeply. Uh, uh, and so play to is very similar in a sense, just that you have this, different type of gameplay, in a sense. Uh, the people who would be more on the investment side and think about how they're going to generate revenue out of it, uh, and the one who just want to play the game and be, uh, you know, like the, the top top of uh, top of the world and be number one in the leaderboard and all that, uh, and the one that just want to earn, like, a living. So the different type of players, which is similar to the one you have already in the games industry with the achievers, you know, the whole the whole different types uh, and how it works that really is a, is a balance of design that allow, would allow you to have a really good, uh, really good outcome uh, that this game can be super successful because the whole flow is designed properly. So, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay. And these, these AAA game studios that you, you men- mentioned, are they, how seriously are they looking at um, kind of play to earn at the moment? So it depends on the, I would say, which ones some are heavily you know involved in it like ubisoft um they recently uh 
published an announcement again about, about it. So I think they're pretty pretty clear on the fact they believe in blockchain games uh, and they are AAA uh, publisher, as uh, as everybody would know. Uh, but others as well, uh, some are a bit slower. So some we are discussing ways that want to be on the platform, but they don't want to have directly NFT in their next game. But they're like, yeah, it looks really cool. We want to try already uh, with the platform, but more on the marketing side, how we can use NFTs for that. Uh, and some are just full, full in. Some are just like, yep, you know, we want to have NFTs everywhere. We want to be paid fully in US tokens. Uh, in. It just depends really on the companies. There's a lot of game developers and publishers, uh, but a good chunk of them are already like uh, well aware of how NFT works. Um, but it's just a matter of yeah finding the right partner, and that's that's what we've been doing, discussing with publishers for quite some time. So yeah, <laughs> we do have some cool exclusive games that will be coming up on Ultra using technology. I mean, you're talking about um, your your kind of background in in monetization as well. And, you know, we talk quite a lot about the circular economy, if you like, and the network effects and, and everything that kind of blockchain is really enabling because everything's community driven, right? And, you know, as you've done with your platform, it's about how can we get other people to contribute to these, these big open networks and, and drive things forward. And from that becomes, you know, financial reward for everyone that's involved in that platform. So the user, the developer, and so on and so forth. So from a from a kind of monetization there's there's different things that you're integrating into um into ultra um that's going to give users a new way i mean you've talked about nfts you've talked about play to earn games i mean the original conversation between ourselves all those years ago uh, i say all those years ago it was probably less than two but in this space that feels like a long time right was around kudo miner um so our first application that we brought to to market which is a monetization application for um you know downloading it and installing it onto a desktop or a laptop or even a company server but you know keeping it to the to the gamer um audience here you know on the home machine on a gaming pc and then it will use that idle time where they're not gaming obviously they don't want to interrupt gaming but use the idle time it's not gaming to uh, generate revenues so I don't really want to talk about that too much because, you know, it's a partnership that everyone knows about and we've already talked about it as a blog and, you know, that will come later uh, once you go into kind of full production and, you know, we've got a couple of milestones to hit on that side before it goes live. But what kind of other initiatives are you you kind of looking at? So beyond NFTs, beyond mining, what what other kind of areas are you looking at to to, to help bring value to the end user? So we, we have a lot of different focus, uh, some that we are highly prioritizing, some that we are pushing uh, a bit further. But basically, there are physical world, uh, like everything related to physical retail, uh, which, yeah, in what we are already spending quite some time uh, analyzing and then starting to make plans with various partners, uh, and it's taking shape really well. Uh, that's going to be a very exciting topic for us uh, for next year. Uh, we have a lot of work done around the esports. Um, as you know, we are first our, our users will be gamers and uh, the crypto industry. Um, so obviously, esports uh, and everything around esports is super exciting. Uh, the idea is, of course, that using our technology you can have a lot of interaction that wouldn't be possible otherwise. Uh, like for tournaments, you can win NFT. This NFT can be, you know, um, after resold for on the marketplace. So everything, every 
price becomes valuable now because you can always resell it to somebody else. Um, other topics we are working on as well are like all the exclusive titles. So we work closely with studios uh, to help them to develop uh, play to earn games, but at a AAA level. Uh, so very high quality games with teams, you know, uh, that been around. I mean, most of the, the 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 teams here worked on top AAA titles that you most likely played at some point. Uh, so this is what really we are a- aiming towards: is uh, high quality uh, games and design uh, around the Patreon models. Uh, and then we also have a lot of, how to say, a lot of partners that we are working with uh, around the NFTs marketplace. The NFT marketplace will be live uh, in not too long time, uh, quite short. Actually, we're already preparing uh, a series of programs uh, with large-scale company, top 10, you know, worldwide companies uh, which are working with us on that. Uh, so that's going to be very exciting. Uh, that's upcoming, I think, for early next year. Uh, but yeah. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> we're, thank we're you. just keeping busy, I think. Yeah, as, absolutely. And I, and I can see that there's a, there's probably a couple of tricks up your sleeves, but you know, you're just, just holding that back for announcements yet, which is... Absolutely fine. I, I was actually um, record the last episode. So episode, where, where, where are we now? Uh, episode four, that's right. So episode four of season two was with uh, um, a project called Dot Moves, if you're, if you're familiar with those, oh, yeah. that team. Um, and I thought that was a you know, really cool concept. It was like mixing esports with the physical world and and kind of bringing those together, right? And uh, uh, allowing people to challenge each other with, say, freestyle football or dance or basketball or whatever the sport's going to be. They record themselves with a uh, smartphone. The other person has to do the challenge. There's AI in the background that is kind of uh, teaching them and training them and giving them uh, tips, etc. But the, the whole whole concept of it, you know, getting people up and active and physical, but at the same time they're still deeply immersed in the in in the gaming world. I thought that was pretty cool. It's funny you mentioned that because I know it's completely randomly like we never talked about this, but I actually have a meeting with them um, this week. Uh, we might be providing um, some of the technology to make that possible. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I mean they're great. They're a great team. They're another one that we. They're um... in Portugal, so yes. I, I, I live yeah. in Portugal. So okay, uh... Are you... yeah. okay. There we go. There we go. Yeah, they're great. Really, really good team. I had uh, uh, Pedro Ricardo and uh, Salami on on uh, on as well. So yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very busy too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I love learning what we are doing at the Ultrana podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like it's still, yeah, there's too many opportunities all the time. Yeah, it's just too much stuff. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah. explaining everything. Before, you know, when you start the company, you you know, something happens. Okay, someone is going to use the technology. Of course, you talk about it. But now it's it's just, it's yeah. constantly, <laughs> it's nonstop. And the deals here, there's there. Oh, we just signed a thing there. Oh, okay, cool. That's it. Next. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. 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 In, in marketing, they call it the push-pull, don't they? So, you know, that that initial stage, you're, you're pushing, 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 getting that messaging out, trying to reach people, trying to get those eyes to, uh, you know, see your brand, see what you're up to, see what you're doing and, and everything like that. And, and, and you, and you re- reach that kind of point where suddenly there is a community, that community sharing it, they understand what you're doing, they've seen yeah. your brand enough that they can associate with it. And all of a sudden, you're now pulling that interest in. So you, you've kind of reached that stage, you know, where now people are coming to you and saying, 
knock, knock, knock. I need to be on your platform. And, you know, what, yeah, a, yeah. what an ideal position that is. Um, that's, a, that's that's a great position to be in and and we're we're feeding that like on multiple levels mm. um now obviously with news like steam banning you know game publish uh, um, publishing games with nfts automatically people were looking for a solution boom they found mm. us because we're there are other stuff out there but it's not it's you can't it's yeah. not it's not a steam competitor we're really working towards being a steam competitor. Um, and so, um, so yeah, so that, that's the, the thing. And then, um, we're seeing this a lot on the developer side for our NFT technology. Um, and I think as soon as we launch the marketplace, we're going to see a lot of artists starting to also come to us. Mm -hmm. I want this, I want that. So we need to, we're currently organizing, you know, a lot around the business development so that we, we better, you know, manage the demand and then take care of them. Everybody's responsible for different things. Uh, so. Yeah, we'll be hiring a lot of account managers. If, uh, <laughs> if there are some great ones out there, you can reach out. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, again, again, that's that's the nice, nice uh, situation to be in, isn't it? When you get to that point where suddenly you've got to build a whole team of account managers. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> we all know how it is as a startup. You know, regardless yeah. of the role you're in, you're, you're going to be involved in other roles, right? So getting to that point where you can build a dedicated team to it means that you can um, concentrate and focus more on that kind of strategic level, as uh, as I know you kind of want to, and you have this. You know, awesome account management team that's um, that's, that's closing the business. I'm I'm interested at just how big the gaming market is. Yeah, maybe maybe Nick, you can, you can help me on that one. Yeah, totally. I think the the games industry has been growing significantly every year uh, since it actually started. When we we were playing games like back in yeah 1980 something and <laughs> you know you know when they were the first cool PC games. Uh, but right now it's like around 170, 180 billion. Uh, it's keep on growing. I think going to be at 200 billion very soon. Maybe next year, maybe in two years. Uh, and this year is a good, good, good place there, a good spot. So you have really mobile games just been increasing a lot. You know, with all the emerging markets, but also PC now uh, keep on growing since since forever. And we've seen a lot of you know interest now with metaverse. Of course, you saw like Facebook announcing their renaming. So obviously there is a lot of attention around games industry again. So I think that's something to, to look after in terms of growth. Outside of this, you really have, I would say that what happened in the last, last years, which is like pandemic and everybody just staying home playing games all day. So yeah, not yeah. so bad for the games industry market. Exactly. And now being able to earn from them as well. I mean, that's just going to create your next um, yeah, set of entrepreneurs, really. We're kind of, uh, you know, bedroom entrepreneurs, let's, let's, let's call them. I mean, you talked about emerging markets, which is a very valid point, right? So you don't necessarily have to have a gaming PC, high-end gaming PC or a console anymore. You know, you can go on to uh, streaming services, you can go on to Ultra and you know, yeah. play that from, um, for, from, a, from a different device. So it's got a it's got a lower uh, barrier to entry to get into gaming. So I'm, I'd imagine we're probably only just seeing the start of that that uptick in a lot of regions around the world. And and, and as you said, those figures are going to just keep growing and growing and growing. Exactly, and I think one of the the key aspects at that time, maybe didn't stress so much uh, earlier, uh, is when you use Ultra, there is just so many ways that you can earn from just using the ecosystem. Whether it's you know uh, purchasing game, playing the game like 
heavily and then reselling it at a higher price with you know a uh, big progression you had in this game or if you just play the game earn some virtual items which are nfts that you can resell and make money out of or if you do some reviews of the games if you do like you know promoting other people's content mm. like for example if uh if i'm a big game developer and i, and I I said a new game, I can say, okay, I'm going to give 20% to anybody who's promoting the game and selling it to others. Uh, the blockchain handles all those aspects, so you don't need to trust uh, anybody or write any contracts. So it's really also core to our platform to be able to generate revenue for our users. Uh, so for emerging markets, obviously, it's, uh, it's extremely interesting. Brilliant. Okay. And yeah. you're, you're, oh, David, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, sorry, if I can say, so there's another aspect related to what's going on right now with play to earn uh, mechanics. Um, what we see is that in emergent markets, play to earn games are creating a lot of jobs because you know, for us, you know, you say, okay, your salary will be a couple of hundreds of um euros uh, per month you know it's like you can't do anything but some countries in some countries it is actually um an opportunity for them and all they need is a mobile or old computer and that's it they can start playing and, and making or earning like this and i think um um in the coming you know years we're going to see games that are generating more than a couple hundred you know a month <laughs> and that can you know actually provide a substantial um revenue to the players that are playing it not all players but the dedicated one mm -hmm. and, and that's all you need you know being in a um um emergent market you it, it, it's going to be a quite interesting um you know experiment that we're going to see a social experiment mm -hmm. that we're going to see here with uh play to earn model uh, yeah i agree i mean it's level it's leveling the playing field you know no absolutely. pun intended but it is you know it is <laughs> giving people absolutely. that that opportunity um yeah. i i uh, funnily enough we we were speaking to um another project completely unrelated to to gaming but there uh they there was a blockchain development agency i think in the philippines uh, that they were talking to uh and then recently they completely pivoted and that whole team is now spending their day playing blockchain games um as uh, <laughs> as their main revenue source which I, which I, you know i found yeah tickled me that one i thought that was brilliant um yeah but, because then i mean it's an opportunity sometimes you made the math and you're like okay well if i do that and that and that then i earn this much and then sometimes it it sounds crazy. It's like, really? I mean, in the blockchain, this happens, you know? Yeah. You're like looking at the number and you're like, wait, is this real? Like, yeah, it is. But, well, that's, you know, that's the thing, because if, if you're earning, yeah, because if you're earning yeah. those tokens, you know, you, mm -hmm. you, you said it might be $100, $200 earning, but, you mm -hmm. know, that 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 game starts getting like heavy usage and that, that token utility starts uh, increasing in volume, et cetera. Yeah. Then that that hundred to two hundred could quite easily become five hundred, one thousand. You know, depending on where the market is at that time. So yeah, yeah, very, very, very cool space. Um, so I mean, metaverse as well. And um, let's 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 talk about that um, quickly. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm up for. A, I, I want to hear your thoughts on here. Yeah, um, you know, Nicholas, you you referred to uh, the Zuckerverse. That's what we're we're, we're calling it now, um, and uh, the plans there. But you know, is the how well, how well known is the metaverse to the mass gaming audience? 
right now. I feel I feel like we're in this bubble because we live and breathe this stuff every day, and but we just been, assume that everyone knows about it. Things so the terms used, you know, it's been just, there forever. The yeah. metaverse is something like you can find books talking about it thirty mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. It's just like right now it's uh so I th- I think right now we're reaching to a point where there is some areas that can technology be technologically um um speaking um actually make that happen. You still need very very deep pockets and we're speaking of a company like you know Epic Games or Facebook they have pockets deep enough for making a metaverse. I'm not sure what Facebook would do because um, because of the how to say the 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 nature of Facebook and how you know they've behaved so far. <laughs> so which we we are kind of like all know what they've done and what they constantly keep doing. Um, but for a company like Epic Games, which has done exactly the opposite, that's and that's very it's very interesting what's going on here. So Epic um, has announced like a, um, like a metaverse um, and, and a little later you have Facebook announcing it. And, but Epic has always done the Unreal Engine and it always has been open. So I would be very, very surprised if Ultra cannot connect to Epic's mm-hmm. um, metaverse and you know provide NFTs, provide payment services provide you know connect our users to this metaverse i would be very surprised if we can't do this completely in an open manner mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if on the facebook side there is uh you know something in exchange of you know connecting oh yeah you can do that but you know this mm-hmm. here's our payment method or yeah. here's our this or that um and so so yeah i, th- I think we're going to see some very interesting thing happening, but it's not it's not going to happen overnight. Like right now, everybody's talking about it like it's coming, you know, um, next week, but it's not. Uh, and even when, you know, these first iterations are going to show up, they're going to change and they're going to need to adapt to understanding problems, needs, and so on. So we're we're not there but but I, but i think uh, when you think about nfts i think this is a first building block or cryptocurrency it's a first building block of, of a metaverse because for me the metaverse sh- should not be controlled by any company it's kind of like when bitcoin came uh, you know it arrived and then suddenly there's this organization that is self-governed, that nobody controls, and that runs a software that everybody can use. And that's, for me, kind of like probably the first real metaverse. Mm-hmm. I mean, only, the only interaction you can do is I can, you know, take some, you know, units and I can send some units and that's about it. That's literally all it does. Uh, but then you had the Ethereum that showed up. And now, wait a minute, it's not just sending coins, but now you can run application in it. But again, nobody controls it. Nobody's in charge of, you know, running the the, the network and so on. So I think um, we're getting to a point where making a metaverse is, is possible. I don't think 
a metaverse like Epic Game will be decentralized? Not at all. They're still going to run servers and so on. But I think they will be much more permissive saying, okay, well, you know, you can run like a part of whatever you want. You can connect on it, but you can't do, you know, sell drugs or this or that, you know. Mm -hmm. So they do, they will have control over that. And then I think once we see something like Epic or um, Facebook's metaverse, and I think a lot of developers are going to better understand what is possible, how it, mm -hmm. and then we can start thinking, how can we do this, but decentralized? Yeah. And, and then you're going to see another bunch of new blockchains specifically made for, <laughs> or maybe not, or maybe they're just going to be normal blockchains that can handle a lot of transaction and the metaverse is a DAO or something like that. Mm -hmm. So we, we will see. Absolutely. And, and things move so fast in this industry, as we all know that, um, you know, everything you've just said, said there, David, is completely legitimate, but it might be something that replaces a DAO by next week. So we'll have to yeah. keep uh, keep our eyes open for that. <laughs> um, so brilliant. I mean, thank you both very, very much for uh, for coming on to the Kudos cast today. You um, you mentioned earlier that you're in closed beta at the moment. When When's the open beta targeted for? So right now, so Alpha, the ecosystem has different applications as part of it. So right now, everybody can just go on Alpha.io and then download the client. Uh, it's a light version, uh, but basically it gives you access to the wallet. You can already invite friends and build up your referral list. You can select, you can basically re register your username. You can purchase directly US from Ultra's wallet as well with credit card. Uh, and then we already have a first partner, which is Teta TV, which is integrated as part of it. So that's already public to everyone, available to everyone. And then we have uh, Ultra Games, uh, which includes beta today. And we will be releasing very soon uh, the second wave, which is providing it access to the Ultra Games to more people. And the NFT marketplace will also enter into closed beta very soon for Wave 1 users and to the Wave 2. So there, there is like a sort of the work we do with the community. So we have super amazing community, which is super helpful also for testing the platform and providing feedback. And so we, we work hand in hand with them to see the new uh, upcoming applications. And so NFT Marketplace is yep, around the corner. Ultra Games will be uh, coming after as well. But yeah, I think early early next year or yeah, this is uh this is pretty pretty soon, one after another. And then we have a yeah. a third one that is an announce as well that would come up around the same time as well. So yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. It's just round the corner. Um well thank you very much uh, both very, very much. You have uh, been fantastic guests. I think you've given us plenty of insight into into your world and in, and you know, into the kind of wider blockchain space as well for for games and entertainment. So thank you very much. Everyone that's listening to this kudos cast, that website is ultra.io. Feel free to go along, uh, join the community on Telegram, Twitter. Everyone's got a community these days, but I can assure you that the ultra one is highly active and there's lots of very cool people in there. And uh, yeah, once again, a huge shout out that everyone has tuned in to this week's kudos cast. It's been a blast. We hope you enjoyed this week's kudos cast and a big thank you to our sponsors once again, Algorand. Outlier Ventures and AMD. You can check them out in the description below. And don't forget to like and leave us a review to support this podcast. And for more content, you can find us on Twitter, Telegram, Instagram, and Medium. 
Until next time, adios and au revoir.